Spreading Cajun across the nation. Pushing the brand across the land. Welcome to Ragin Review. Made by the fans for the fans. Cajun Nation, I hope you caught your breath. That game was ridiculous. Matt Miguez here. Welcome to Rage and Review. Josh Jagno is my co-host as always. And Josh, you know, you, you got to watch most of the game. I know I watched most of the game. Obviously, I'm doing all of this remotely uh, while, while I'm at work. But, God, did it have to be that hard? Well, hey, Matt, uh... You know, Miguez made a huge mistake and let me drive the program from from the lab. So if it gets rocky, my apologies. But uh, yeah, man, uh, I, I've got a ton to say. I've got notes. I've got rants. I've got good, bad, ugly. I've got plenty. Uh, I don't know. I look. It's our first ever win as a ranked to a team, football team, football program. First time we've ever won a game with a number by our name. So not all bad, right? I mean. You got to hang your head hey, on I mean, something, win, and we'll, we'll walk out of Atlanta a, with a W. Right, a, a win is a win, however you can get it. But I'm just I'm looking at the way the game happened, you know, scoring summary, and even some of the drives. And God, it didn't have to be that hard. Well, I, again, it's it's that the reason why I'm so deathly afraid of these teams is number one, like I said, they had film, we had none. You're going against a brand new quarterback. You, you don't know what you're going to get. I thought Quad Brown was excellent. Uh, he, he had a few. He, he had a few overthrows and some key moments, um, but he kept the offense on the field when he needed to. They had a good plan. I thought uh, he looks like a big boy. That he listen. He's a, he's like a mini baby Cam to me. Big yeah. six five two hundred. He commanded the offense. Uh, I thought he made good good decisions most of the time, uh, but I think he's going to be a problem in the league for a long time, which is another freshman that we have to worry about in this league. So. Uh, I was impressed with him. I, I thought he was good. I really did. Yeah, the Cajuns go into Atlanta and sneak away with a 34-31 overtime win to be 2-0 and on the year. Georgia State falls to 0-1. And, and, you know, it was kind of pretty – it was pretty similar to last Saturday, Josh. You know, the offense started off incredibly sluggish, not really getting a whole lot going. Georgia State scored late in the first quarter to make it 7 nothing. You know, even in the second quarter with seven apiece. But, and then, you know, in the second half, UL's offense kind of started to wake up. Elijah Mitchell really got the running game going. He had an excellent day today. Uh, you know, 16 carries, 164 yards, and two scores. Sure. But some, still, and, you know, look, 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 let's look on paper at Levi real quick. You know, 21 is 37, 279 yards, two touchdowns, and two interceptions. You know, outside of the two interceptions on paper, looked like he had a pretty good day, but something wasn't right. I this is a one of those quintessential the line doesn't tell the story type of stat lines. I think Levi will be the first one to tell you that he was bad today, and uh, I'm just going to say it because that's what that's that's the truth. Uh, several miscues. Look, I mean, even on the touchdown pass to. Uh, Kyron Lacey. I think it was the second touchdown pass. 
he, I mean, that ball was behind him. The ball was behind him. He was wide open coming across the middle, and he, Casey, leave uh, excuse me, Kyron Lacey had to go behind himself to grab the ball and come down with a good catch. catch. Right. Sir? No, I, I was just reiterating what you were saying. Yeah, I, and you know, that that is an easy dump off. That's a, that's a five-yard flick, and it, it happened the entire game. Uh, <laughs> you know, far be, I don't want to get on here and rip Levi because it at the end of the day, it is game two. But through eight quarters, we've seen very few moments where I thought, yeah, this is the Levi expected. This is the Levi from, you know, the, the improved Levi from 2019 that we all thought about. Um, I, I don't know, man. I, I think we have probably get into it a little bit later, but I, I think we might have a little bit of an issue under center, uh, not with Levi particularly, but uh, you saw Napier not – be too confident in big moments twice in that game, and and I'll get more into that later when we talk about Levi and depth. But um, I I just that line doesn't tell the story. It, it, yeah, he ended up with almost three hundred yards passing and a couple of touchdowns. But you, you know that that's Robert, the thing with Levi, is it not? You know, it's like he does enough to where if you look at it on paper, it's great. And who's going to argue with you? And who's going to tell you no? You you know you can't get on here and crush him. But if you watch the games. You know, I'll give you. I'll give you another. I didn't want to get into Levi this this early, but uh, let's do it. I mean, we're already halfway there. Uh, we were texting back and forth, and I, I told Jerry, "Yeah, he threw the touchdown pass to Chris Smith, but that was an Im- he improvised to do that, and Chris Smith oh, made a play. You know, made a play. But the, the route was Pauly on a five and out, and he was wide open, and Levi just refused to throw the ball." So it's that's it's. I don't understand why. Like, is is that him just? Having line veto power, where yeah, this is the play called, and my my first option is open. Even the seam was open on the the inside route. He didn't throw that route; it was open. Instead, he turned around, looked to the left, and he had Chris Mitchell on a on a improvised play that turned out to be right. a touchdown, which is great. And you can't you can't crush that, you can't bash that. But he didn't he didn't execute the play as called. And right, right. And I think I think that's the that's the underlying issue, but you know one thing while we're on the subject of Levi, one one question that I have is why is he so hesitant to just throw the ball away sometimes? Man, there there were about four instances in this game where he danced away from a sack, and I think three out of the four times ended up getting sacked. When he could have just dumped the ball off and regrouped. That, that's not even, in, in my opinion, the most egregious thing that he did today was uh, that last drive at the end of regulation where you're on the brink of field goal range. And look, I understand the kicking game has been right, a record of an you, adventure. You, you can't you take a 20-yard yard. sack. You, you, right. that, that, is, that is something that a redshirt freshman like Quad Brown would be expected to do and, it, and right. if he did it you'd say hey man it's it's lack of game experience your your junior starter or is he a, is he quali- classified senior. as a senior now yeah so he's a senior uh that cannot happen that two or three maybe sometimes five times a game you can look at the at look at some of the decision making in some of the plays and say that just cannot happen you know you can't miss these little five yard dump offs uh, right call it lack of Ball preparation, lack of spring. I understand those things come into play, but a field awareness. So he's a field general, right? Another thing where 
multiple times in that game, he failed to read the defense. He failed to read the field. And that shouldn't be happening right now. But, but I will really harp on that that third down play where he takes – I'm sorry, it was a fourth down play where he takes the 20-yard sack. I mean, right. that cannot happen. It, no, it can't. You're, I absolutely agree with There's you. There's absolutely no um, excuse for that. You know, one, one of the, in my opinion, one of the main storylines of this game was that our offensive line just got bullied. Yes. In the first half, they our got their asses line totally got whipped. bullied. By the Georgia State defensive line, which was quite surprising considering the numbers that Georgia State allowed on defense last year and having most of those starters returning. Yeah, really I, surprising. I thought that they were more physical than we expected them to be. Uh, I know for a fact that they were faster than we expected them to be because they were just coming off the ends and our tackles were, uh, they were beat two out of three plays. And I think we had something like four or five three and outs in in moments where we really needed to try to get the momentum and try to keep our defense off the field. You could tell in the, at the by the end of that first quarter, early second quarter, the defense, uh, the, the Cajuns' defense were gassed, and they needed a yeah. break. And we couldn't put one foot in front of the other and gain a yard. Um, I, I thought their defense – now, hat tip to their defense. Hat tip to their plan. They really came out and exploited our weaknesses, I thought. Um, and they made they made Levi make some bad decisions early, um, I, but I you know I, they were good they were good enough they're going to win games in the league this year. Yeah, no Georgia State I think showed a lot of people that you know he's going to be they're going to be a solid program in the uh, in the conference. But you know I'm, I'm trying to find defensive stats. I want to know who our leading tackler was. If I had to guess, uh, I'd say McCaskill. He was in on a lot of plays. Um, ESPN is not providing that today for some reason. Interesting. Well, I how thought about that, Reece, How about... Go ahead. How about Reese Burns punting seven times for 315 yards, one touchback, and three of them inside the 20? Well, uh, I think it's... Uh, we've stated it multiple times. He's the best specialist in the country. In my humble opinion. I, I, I think so. So uh, I was able to find the stat line for tackles. Lorenzo McCaskill, twelve total tackles, eight sack. Excuse me, eight solo, a sack, and a TFL. It's a pretty nice day at the at the yard. Uh, yeah. Farad also had ten tackles, eight solo, and a sack and a TFL. So. Yeah. Linebackers, so, okay, both, like we thought, both of them were dominant. Yeah, like we thought, linebackers really came to play today. Uh, also, Chauncey showed up in that in that fourth quarter. Really had a nice uh, end of the fourth quarter. He he stopped, dude. That Destin Coates guy. He's a beast. Oh yeah, I like he, him. He's the real deal. He he was good. Look, he had they used him as a workhorse, and he delivered. You know, thirty four yeah. carries today. He's, <laughs> he, he's definitely the real deal. Uh, but you know, if, if we're going to talk about running backs, man, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, we we knew that already. We knew that Elijah Mitchell was a man playing amongst a bunch of boys. Yeah, he ripped um, off with some – some of the runs that he ripped off in the, in the fourth quarter were, again, crucial moments. Uh, he even had a touchdown called back that, you know, they want to – I love th- – this 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 electric, electronic whistle thing is a total joke. You know, somebody Somebody's going to get blindsided because of this thing where everybody some – some of them hear it, some of them don't. Somebody's going to get ear-holed, and it's going to be because of that damn electronic whistle because that thing is a catastrophe. 
Right. And, you know, I, I don't want to get too much into it because obviously this is just a reaction and, you know, we're going to have a, we're going to have a full breakdown, you know, in the next, you know, 48 hours, I'm sure. But, uh, you know, leading receivers for Louisiana, they were both freshmen. Dante Fleming, four catches, 81 yards. Kyron Lacey, three catches for 57 and a score. Um, also led the team know, in I mean, targets. Levi targeted those guys a combined 13 times. So Right. And then, you know, talking about earlier, we're talking about plays that just really irked me. The one play that hurt, that I didn't that I didn't like at all was the interception where Golden AK kicked it. Two two things two things are wrong there. Number one, that pass was incredibly far behind the receiver. And then number two, I, I get from you know AK's point of view trying to just make a play. But at the same time, if you know that your chances of catching it are near zero, you got to turn into a defensive player and just put that ball on the ground. Yeah, man, I don't know if he saw the – I honestly don't know if he saw the pass in time. Um, from my point of view, and I'm using some deductive reasoning here, I think AK ran the wrong route and Levi expected him to attack the, to attack the seam and AK ran it out. That's right. That's what it looked like to me. And, and, and maybe, maybe that's what it was. And, and judging by where the ball was thrown, uh, I, I just I'm gonna go with Levi on that. I, I think he just expected, either expected on an option route or the play was called to go up the seam and uh, AK ran the wrong route. That's that's what I saw. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But that's what I saw. Right. Either way, you know, in a crucial moment like that, I don't know if I really want to go to Golden AK. That's no knock on him. It's just that. I got yeah, that's, a, that's an experience. I got a possession receiver in in Peter right. LeBlanc on the other side. I have two NFL running backs. Uh, I don't know. I was again, you know, not to hammer Billy. Love him, kiss him on the mouth if I could, but it's just yeah. Man, there were there were. I don't love the plan. I don't love the plan, dude. And look, you yeah, can tell were, me that we're inexperienced. Yeah, yeah, you can tell me we're inexperienced on in, in the wide receiver core. You can tell me that. That's fine, and I'll listen. But the the wide receivers weren't the problem today. Yeah, no, I agree with you. I, I think a large sum of it was play calling. I mean, again, I, I don't want to get too far into it because, like I said, we're going to have a recap episode probably somewhere in the next 48 hours. But, uh, and again, like I, like I said off the top, a win is a win. So, you know, 2-0, and o, we're going to stay ranked. Great. But overall, that was a very concerning performance. It was, and, and look, here's another thing. You know, you you win the turnover battle in the. First, this is how weird this game was. You win the turnover battle in the first half, two to nothing. All right, and you lose the first half. Uh, what do we go in? Fourteen to seven, right? So you right. win the turnover battle and lose the score on the scoreboard going in to halftime. Then you come out, lose the turnover battle by two and outscore them in the second half. Now, I will say this. Yeah. We put the ball on the ground three times and lost none of them. I can't remember a game that I watched that that happened. We were extremely fortunate not to turn it over more than we did. Oh. And we were one drop ball away from losing. And really, might I'm telling you, they were on a roll at one point in that first half. And uh, if they score on the possession they had right after they scored that second touchdown... You might see a different team going into the second the second half from the Cajuns because 
a lot of times you start to doubt yourself in those type of situations. We were able to bounce back right. and we counterpunch, which was great, but you never know what would have happened, man. And then here's the other thing. How many times did we get bailed out offensively? We got because bailed out like, defensively I can, too. I can, I can remember vividly there was a, I don't know, maybe a third and seven where Levi did that dancing around thing and we were going to end up having to punt it, but then, you know, the, the face mask call, which, by the way, the dude never even truly grabbed the face mask. That was more of hands to the face than anything. Right. But, and, and yeah, we get, we get a fresh set of downs because the rest basically bailed us out. We were fortunate in a few different ways, as we were against Iowa State. Um, yeah, absolutely. Through, through eight quarters, we have a lot of work to do. Uh, Billy yeah. even said that in the in the post game. Uh, I he I I gotta believe he's he's worried. Maybe worried is uh, not the right I, word. I would be. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's not. Look, at the end of the day, you went on the road and got a win after a an emotionally draining historic win uh, to start the season. So some of it is psychological. Don't get me wrong. Like we all oh, kind of buy into the Kool Aid sometimes, or, or buy into the hype and drink the Kool Aid. Like nobody is is immune like it happens to everybody um at the same time that's a conference game and you got to be ready to play now joe didn't make the trip uh aj didn't play there are some other contributors that weren't there today and that's fine I, i get that that's part of it um i was concerned about how our corners on the outside got totally dominated in the first three quarters of that game uh, the wide receiving core for Georgia State just blew them off the ball every time a running plate was called, and and Ben yeah. Coates again, like I said, he or excuse me, Destin Coates was excellent. Um, I was also concerned about how our defensive line got their asses whipped in the first half and and a little oh, bit. I was about to say on numerous occasions. Yes, Manac, Manac yeah. and look, Manac ended up being, having a nice, nice stat line, but. In the first half, he was non-existent. As was Cam Podesclo right. outside of that that fumble recovery. Uh, right. You know, guys that we we think that we can count on, uh, and not saying they played poorly, they just weren't around the ball like you expected them up. to be. Yeah, right. And maybe they, that's part they, of the the game plan. That you know, maybe that's just they, really good scheme on the offensive side. Maybe, but yeah, they definitely didn't perform up to expectation. All right, Cajun Nation. Big thanks to our sponsors: Priority Access Urgent Care, Russo Exploration. Shilling Distributing, Award Master, TSC Supply and Hardware, Escape Reality Travel Agency, Gulf Coast Bank, and Vaulted Security. Josh, anything else before we get out of here? Mm, let me check my notes. That can't wait for the react the recap. Uh, I have a Regus rant, and that's about it. Okay, well let's hear. It. The Cajuns were three for fourteen on on third down. Did you know that? Yeah, three for fourteen. Three for joke. fourteen. Yeah, that's a joke. That how we won the game like that is what, what, what's that? Twenty percent? Not even twenty-one percent. I don't think that's twenty percent at all. That's less than twenty well, percent. Three of three of fifteen would be twenty percent, so it's a little over twenty percent. Oh, you're right. Sorry, my bad. I'm like twenty-one, twenty-two. But I, 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 even that, I've had a couple of drinks since the end of the game. So, but but look, oh, here's here's the thing, dude. Goal line situation for me. Third down, uh, there's no reason to be first down in, in, in or second down in 13 where you can just turn around and hand it to Regis and he'll fall forward for three. Okay. Right. 
Give Regis the football. I, I've held it in enough, dude. This is this is it's getting to a point where there is no explanation. I don't give a shit if the dude has a bad attitude, and I'm not saying he does. I'm trying to like rationalize in my mind why Trey Regis gets the ball eight times a game, four times a game. What are we doing, dude? Like, right, no, so I'm with you. Eli went out and had a nice game. Don't get me wrong. He had a long of 60. You take that away, he he averaged still like six yards a carry. Excellent. Five to six yards a carry. Excellent. Trey Regis had at one point was averaging eight, was like 8.7 yards a carry, and then he took a few losses. But in a goal line set, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing on third down, third and three, and we're calling some kind of bullshit bootleg uh, trying to throw right. it to uh, you know a tight end that's dropped three passes or a fullback that he can't hit in stride. Like what? Are, what are you doing? Give the ball to Trey. If if Trey is a strength that we have, it's it's a weapon that we possess. If you're not going to use him, why why have him? What? Right. What are we doing? I, I'm just. I've been trying to just give him the benefit of the doubt, like, hey, we're gonna use him in 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 mop up duty or whatever. This dude is a legitimate NFL running back. It does he have a bad attitude in the locker room? Does he not listen? Does he go off script? Every time he gets the football, he gains yards. He he's a workhorse type player. I mean, he, he there's when when has he gotten tackled for a loss outside of the few in the in the fourth quarter where they were you know game planning for it, but. I, I'm just I'm sick and tired of seeing this stuff, dude. Third and two, we yeah. run a, 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 a quarterback waggle. This ain't Madden, Billy. What you doing? Or how about, you know, third and 13 and we run a stretch play? Yeah, the, when you, when you wouldn't hand it to I mean, him. I, I, love, I, I love Chris Smith, but why the hell would we run a stretch play on third and 13? Well, I'll tell you what. That coaching staff must love Chris Smith. Because, dude, it's it's just gotten to a point where, let's see, Chris Smith had nine carries. Trey Regis had eight. Chris Smith, nine carries for 26 yards. I love Chris Smith. He's a weapon. I don't see why he's being used. He's not not ready for that kind of load, though. Where Trey Regis should be used. Right. Third and three is not Smith time. Third and three is Trey Regis time. That's bully ball. Senior. Running back has has paid his dues, shown he can produce. What's the Sorry, issue here? He was a freshman. This this listen. This needs to be the conversation that's being had. Uh, you know, all next week. What is right. the deal with Trey Regis? What are we doing? Why why is the utilization rate down on Regis and up on Chris Smith? Something something is not right there. Right. No, I'm with you. Do you have a thought on it? Do you, do, you, do you have a theory? On the on the Chris Smith situation? On the lack of Trey Regis carries. I mean, I'm 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 agreeing with you on the fact of maybe the coaches feel he has an attitude problem. Um, you know, what maybe his grades are slipping, whatever the case may be. But yeah, no, I'm I am one hundred percent with you that uh that he is not getting the ball nearly as much as he, he needs to be. I'll say this. I'm not buying that Trey Regis has a, a, a attitude problem. I'm not buying that. Because we heard the same thing about Lorenzo McCaskill. He's been given three and four chances. He's back on the team. He's a leader on defense. He's a bully on the field. And the players love to play for him, play with him. Players love him. So 
what 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 is the issue with Regis? He's not hurt. We've asked that question a million times. I I would have sworn last year that the guy was hurt with the way that they used him. I, I don't understand. Like, does he not give you a pass catching option out of the backfield? No. We we saw him catch the ball plenty last year. We're talking, we're still talking about Trey Regis and the pass catching ability. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I. I. I'm just as befuddled. I guess would be a good word. Befuddled as is a good uh, word. as as you are. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me. It's it's getting to be really annoying. And I look. I was going to go off today because. I don't want to waste this guy's senior year. He's a right. producer. Absolutely. He, he's a, he's a, he's mean. He can finish games for you. We saw it last week, but he can also do things for you and not put you behind and get you in a hole where you're having to come back to touchdowns against Georgia State, which again, they came out, they were ready to play. They wanted it more than us most of that game. Um right. to end on a positive note, I, I think that you know, our team showed some resolve. It was good to see his fight back. I, I yeah. you know, I, I've, I have. There's plenty to say that that is positive, and when we do the recap, and and we'll be a little more articulate in that regard. But uh, it's just on my mind, dude. Like, I hated the offensive playing again today. Uh, I, the offensive line that was the worst offensive line. A, a well performance, I would say, in probably two years. Um, no, again, hey, I hate to knock you guys. I love all of you, but. It just wasn't good. You got yeah. whipped. You yeah, got whipped up and down the it line. It wasn't a good game. It wasn't a good game from the from the offensive line standpoint or the defensive line standpoint, really. But uh, yeah, Cajun Nation, as always, like I said, we will come to you probably within the next thirty six to forty eight hours with a with a full breakdown of this game and a preview of next week's home opener with Georgia Southern. Uh, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Region Review, www.regionreviewpod.com. And you can find the podcast on Apple, Google, Captivate, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music. Error-ware. Pretty much everywhere. 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 All right, Cajun Nation, we're out. Matt out. Tell them, Moe.